Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. If you brought your Bible with you tonight, go ahead and let's reach for it, turn to it, flip it open, slide it open at whatever your uh, point of contact to the Word, and let's go to the book of James. We're going to be back in the book of James. Actually, we're going to be there for quite some time. Uh, I just feel like doing a a study through the book of James. I feel like there's a lot we can learn. Hey, as you're turning there, I do want to say I am excited that there is so many people here tonight. I know I say that every week. We're honored that you're here. I say that, but I I truly uh, want you to know that as a pastoral staff, we know that you could be anywhere else, um, and you could be at Krispy Kreme Donut. I'm just saying. Uh, Y'all could be anywhere, and and the fact that you're here uh, in the middle of the week says so much. And those that are tuned in uh, right now, um, wherever, through Facebook, and then those in the days to come that'll be that'll be tuning in uh, through podcasts. We're so honored uh, that you guys take time out uh, that are hungry for the word and want to be want the word to be developed in you, because we understand that it's a big part of God's plan, and we know it's a big part, and you are a big part, and you are a part of God's big plan. All right, are you there? James chapter one. We're going to start at verse nineteen, and we're going to go through verse twenty-seven. So here we. Go, My dear brothers, take note of this. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, say, take note. Now look at them and go, where's your notes? You're not taking notes. How come you're not taking notes? Somebody, if they don't, Help them out. Say, you got to get a piece of paper. Got to take some notes. That's what the word said. It said, my dear brothers and sisters, I'll add that, take note of this. Here we go. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Verse 21, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly, everybody say humbly, Mm, humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Verse 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. This obviously was not written in the days of selfies. But, verse 25, the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. 26, if anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I want to speak to you tonight from the simple subject, listen better do more. Listen better, do more. Now, if you've been in church any length of time, you've probably heard a sermon about this verse and this section of Scripture, but I'm hoping tonight that it's going to be in a way that you've never heard before. 
How many knows you can, you can watch a movie, you can read a book, and you can get something different from it every time? Like if you watch a movie, there's so much going on, you miss it, and, and then you, the second time you watch it, like, dude, I never even saw that happening. It's the same thing with the Word. We, we, get, we get moving, and, and, and again, we like, to, we like to look at the Word of how it's going to help us in the moment, but, and we bypass some, some crucial things. And tonight I'm hoping that we can slow down just a little bit and really examine what the Word wants to say to us tonight. Because what I believe about this book is it's the only book that as you read it, it reads you. And if you don't open yourself up for the Word to read you, then you're wasting your time. When I read this book, God, I want you to speak to me. May the words on this page burn off of the page and into my soul and change me from the inside out. Amen? Well, as many of you know, uh, <clears throat> after we moved down here, I started working out at the gym. And you're like, oh my gosh, that was like three years ago. And that's all you got? It's a process. It's a process. I wasn't on the commercial for, for Hometown Fitness because I wouldn't have been the poster child. There's some progress that's been made, uh, but, but, but uh, it's, a, it's a process. It's a process, and and it, and I don't know I don't know if, if if you've ever worked out or in a gym or maybe you do cardio maybe you ride a bike or treadmill or whatever that is, but I think all of us every one of us has experienced that day where you just don't feel like doing it, and I know I'm not alone. I, whatever it is, may, you you just you just don't feel like doing it. And let me let me just be honest. I love working out. Well, let me take that back. I love the idea of working out. I love the benefits of what would happen if I worked out, if I ate like I, I did. That's really my problem because my wife tells me, Jamie tells me, everybody at the gym tells me, it starts in the kitchen. I'm like, but I'm not in the kitchen. I'm in the gym. So what can I do in here right now to make this happen? Like you can do stuff in here, but if you don't eat right in the gym, what you're doing in here is null and void. So, so y'all pray for me because the kitchen part, I, I just love biscuits. I love bread. I, love, I, don't, I don't want that little app that tells me all the things that I can't eat. I want to eat what I want to eat. Now, I may not obviously go and get the result that I want, and, 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 and sometimes it shows, but, but the Krispy Kreme donuts and Starbucks and sugar and all that stuff, I, I just have a hard time letting go to. And the church said, oh, me, oh, me. Y'all have helped me out, and I'm preaching real good now. Oh, me, oh, me. But I love, I love what, what it does. But, but in the early days of working out early, uh, when I first started, I was real, real self-conscious because if y'all remember, um, I was about a buck 25, a buck 30 when we moved down here. And so I walked in and I'm surrounded by men. I'm not going to call them meatheads, but um, I'm going to just say they were obviously had been in the gym doing their thing and they were doing it in the kitchen and in the gym and they had it all worked out. And I walked in and they were like, I'm sure I could hear it subconsciously. Bless his heart. You know, I'm working to get that little 45-pound bar. And Jamie, I, I, and Jamie was great because he didn't laugh at me. But I was very, very self-conscious, which was really why I was going to the gym because I was very self-conscious about my size. And I just wanted to, to gain some weight. And matter of fact, I know there was some, um, some dibs on how long I would maintain the length of my stay in the gym. Matter of fact, I know there were some people back home in Georgia that were, that were texting people down here going, B's really in the gym? Can I get in on that? It won't last. But almost two and a half years later, it, it, it has. But, but I was real self-conscious and, and because I was surrounded uh, by people who had been there. And, and I could have walked away. I could have walked away, but I didn't. And, and I stuck with it. But, but God used that moment 
for me because he, he saw, he, I've been to the conferences and I, and I knew the things that we're supposed to do to make people feel welcome in church and how to reach hurting and lost people. But it helped me to understand how I felt going into an environment that I was not comfortable in because I felt out of place. And it's like the Holy Spirit showed me that's how people are when they come to church, like who are out in the world and, and, and they're really trying to give this thing a shot. You know, people that you invite and you say, hey, come check out this dude on Wednesday nights. He's talking about does life suck and all that stuff. And you're going, oh, my God, he said the S word in church. Absolutely. And so, 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 so when they come in, it was, like, it was like God showed me when you walked in, you started hearing those things and those voices and those things. How, 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 do, people, how do people feel when they come in? That's, that's what you should be asking. How do visitors feel when they come in? I'm glad there's, we're all home folk tonight. But how do they feel? Do they feel? I've said it all the time, and I tell our leadership team, they have to go through the infamous long hallway. I mean, they can decide on the way down if they actually want to walk back here to layaway section of old Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Like that long hallway, and, and if nobody speaks, like they, they need to know that when they come in, they feel welcome. They need to, they need to know that when they walk in, I'm going somewhere. I know y'all are thinking, where's he going? I'm going somewhere. When they walk in, you know, you go into some churches and there's cliques and there's, there's groups and you're like, you, 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 you sense that wall. Like, I, I can't get in there. Man, they need to know when they walk in, whatever conversations are going on in the lobby area, it all stops. We're here for you. We need to be like Christ and we're here to serve others. Are you listening tonight? Tonight's message is on listening better and doing, doing more. Doing more. And once I got to the gym, man, there were days, man, I was, get, like I said, I was giving it all I, I, I had. I mean, 45-pound 45, 45 bar. And dude, I thought I was something. There was no weights on it. I'm just, you know, straining all I, all I could. And I was pushing real hard. And all of a sudden, I started hearing these voices. Not even in my head. Out loud. Across the gym. Stuff like, stuff like, stuff like, come on, Weber. Is that all you got? I'm like, shh, what's all you there's people in here that now they're looking at me. I already feel out of place. Weber, that all you got? And, and, and then the one that really gets me, and I still hear it today. You're going to do something. You're just going to stand there. You're going to do something. On face, I'm just taking a break like everybody else. I'll be on Facebook. You know, God might give me a download while I'm in the gym. I want to bless y'all with whatever he's sharing with me. You know, those type things early in the morning. Weber, that all you got? You're going to do something? Probably one of my, the most, the most uh, 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 embarrassing moments is when I went to pick up some weights and Jamie looked at me and goes, you know Miss Karen just did those, right? I'm like, man, now I got to come over here and do something. It's always pushing. It's, and that's how it is with, that's how it should be with us. You should always surround yourself with people who see a potential in you, who knows what, what's inside of you to do more and push you to get there. Are you listening tonight? Listening better so we can do more. And I remember walking. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember walking away from that situation, and I, I started replaying that in my mind. Are Are you going to do something? Are you going to do something? And those words have meant so much to me. Now that when I wake up, I'm like, okay, God, whatever you have for me today, wherever you send me, it's like I hear Him say, "Are you going to do something with that? I've got you have you have air in your lungs. Are you going to do something with that?" And I want that to be almost impregnated into your spirit tonight, so that when you wake up, you hear those words. Are you going to do something today? Is that all you got? Now, I'm not saying you need to have, you know, stuff your pockets full of tracks. And, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying if you recognize that there is somebody who has a need or if you recognize that somebody's got a bad day or you recognize that there's, there's, a, there's a physical need or, 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 or somebody's really going through a rough time, are you going to use yourself to help lift that person up? 
See, you're, you, you've been placed on a platform to reach people. You've been... Strength is for service, not status. Romans 15.1. The strength that God has given you is not for your status. Oh, I'm a Christian and I go to forward church. Thank you, Jesus. No, it, the, the strength that he's given you is for that you can serve other people. But it's true. The strength that we have is for service. The strength that we have is for service. And, and, and when, I think about, when I think about all the things that we're in, uh, uh, inundated with, hard word, inundated with, whether it's, whether it's learning how to be a better pastor, whether it's learning, reading books, learning how to be a better husband, learning how to be a better leader, or, or, or flipping up our apps and trying to figure out the, the best way to, to lose weight, the best way to put on weight, all these things. We're so inundated with so much info, but when it comes to working out, what, what excuse me, when it comes to working out, we have more info than we know what to do with. We sit through more church services, sit through more worship services. We have more info than we know what to do with. The problem is, what are we doing with the info that we're getting? All these books and all these Bibles, all this information in its own does not lead to a transformed life. It's what we do with the information that we get. Listen, we, we, it's so funny because we sit through all these services and we get built up and then, and then we go to work and we get set out on Monday morning and we, and we, we, we run into somebody at work and, 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 and their boyfriend or their girlfriend breaks up with them. We say something real Christian-like, that's okay, Jesus got somebody better for you anyway. Praise God. Or you find a, a buddy and you go, you, go, you go hunting or you fishing or, or, you're, or you're hanging out or whatever and he's like, man, I, I just lost my job. And we come back with that cool Christian phrase, oh, that's okay, man, God's got a better job for you. And we give them that church smile. But the problem is, listen, but the problem is when those same set of circumstances happen to us, we forget all about that God has somebody better for us or God has a better way. His ways are higher than our own. His ways for you, his ways for me are much higher and can comprehend much more than my brain can ever comprehend for my life. So that's why it's, it's important that we tap into his way and then say, create in me a clean heart and a right spirit so that I can tap into that and I can walk out the very thing that you created me to do. And I got to do it by listening better so that I can do more. Tonight, we're going we're gonna to zone in on the listening part. It's, it's why we, what I was trying to say was, we're great at giving advice, but when, it, when, it, when bad things happen to us, we forget the source of where, the, where it came from. We have a hard time finding our way when, when the light gets snuffed out in our own life and things, things begin to break down in our marriage and our homes and with our kids and things. Let me tell you, man, there's no perfect Christian life. There's no perfect pastor. I almost said Christian pastor as if there was any other. There's no perfect pastor. There's no perfect pastor's family. I got issues with my kids just like you got issues with yours. I appreciate your prayers just like I pray for yours. So, so, so it, it, it matters that we're listening in these moments that we have together that are running really, really fast from me. It's important that we're listening and we're taking this stuff in. Why? Because information doesn't necessarily lead to transformation. Just because you put on a uniform doesn't make you a soldier. Just because you purchase a stethoscope at Halloween doesn't make you a doctor. And just because you stand in a garage, y'all know this one, doesn't make you a car. And just because you come to a fellowship called Forward Church doesn't make you a Christ follower. 
It's, it's, it, it's, it, it boils down to what you do with the information that you've been given. Do you retain it and just hold on to it for a rainy day and hope you still remember? Or do you, do you, do you let that stuff just flow every day? Every day. Listen, what happens in here on Sundays should impact my Monday. What happens here on Sunday should impact my Tuesday. What should impact my Wednesday, my Thursday, my Friday. It should impact every area of my life, not just get me to Monday. And then when I lay my head down to sleep and then Tuesday all hell comes against me and I forget what happened on Sunday because I just, I bl- I just blew it all out on, win- on Monday. I was thinking, oh, I was thinking about this. In, in, in my house, because I'm the only... I'm the only boy, man, whatever you want to call me, little boy. We got, I, I got girls that their skin is so sensitive when they go to the beach. Man, man, we have sunblock for days. Matter of fact, we have a cabinet that if you open it, you will be inundated with sunblock. I mean, it'll just fall out all over you. But how many knows you can pack that stuff up? You can pack, I mean, we got all kinds, we got the ice stuff, so if you do get burned, if you don't put the right applicator on, I always put the stuff that makes me tanner, and and, and they put the stuff on that they don't get any sun. That's why they look white, and I look like a brother. But how many knows that you can pack all this stuff up and go to the beach, but unless you apply it, and you go out there and sit under the sun, you will get burned. You, we can have all, and we do, we got, this is just a little bit. I mean, I, my bag already broke just putting the stuff that I did put in there. But we got all kinds of sunblock. And you can own a sunblock factory, but if you don't apply this stuff, you will get burned. You can have all the Bibles. You can have all the books. You can have all, you can have all this stuff. But until you apply it to your life, your life will be on a dead-end road to destruction. It's, it's a matter of will you apply the stuff that you hear in here. I know sometimes it's hard and, 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 and you gotta lean in sometimes at distractions and kids have to go potty and, and, and things, you know, I understand there's physical things you have to do that, but let me, let me, let me let you in a little secret. The enemy will use all kinds of distractions to get the, the seeds that are coming out to get it to just ricochet off and never get planted in the ground into your spirit and into your soul. Because he knows if you get it in there, you're already here, you're already hungry, and then if you go home and actually open up the Bible for yourself, and begin to water the word, you're good. something's going to grow inside of you. That's what we want to happen. It's not about, here, let me feed you, feed you, feed you. No, you come in and say, let me tell you what God's been doing in my life. Man, when we hit, when we hit the front door and we're out in the lobby for church, man, stop us and say, can I just tell you what God's doing for me? That's the stuff that we want, we want to know about. Not just come in and there's a good crowd and, 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 and the bills can be paid and all this stuff. No, no, no. It, it's We want to know, is God doing something in your life? I mean, that's, that's what church is all about. What am I saying? You can go through life with all the information. You can hear the word of truth, but it's only when information plus application that you'll actually walk in transformation. I put that on the screen. Information plus application equals transformation. So you can take all this information, but you got to apply it if you want your life. If you want your marriage to be transformed... If you want your kids' lives to be transformed and changed, if you want the environment in your home to change, you must apply the words. The word of God. It's an absolute. There's no other way around it. No other way around it. So we see in the book of James. Now I know why this was going to be a two-part series. 
we, we see in the book of James where we read where he's writing to a persecuted church. And, and we talked about that last week uh, where we were talking about you're going to go through trials. You're gonna, we're quick to get out of trials, but we want to give in to temptation. And he's saying, don't try to get out of trials. You're gonna, he's talking to the persecuted church. Not somebody blocked you on Facebook. Not somebody's tweeting some negative stuff about you. Not somebody's gossiping on the phone about you. We're talking about people who are boiled. People who are cut in half. That's the persecuted church. And what he's saying is, you're going to go through trials. Don't try to get out of it. You're going to face temptation. Run from it. <laughs> and he also told us where temptation comes from. It comes from the desire that's already inside of you. But then he's telling us, he's telling us, making it very clear, the word that you hear, the things that you're hearing, listen so that, listen well and apply it so that your life can be transformed. He's challenging us not to shy away or run from these tension points, that like, I like to call tension points. Don't run away from the tension points in your journey of faith. When things get rough, don't run. I think I nailed that one home last week. Don't run. When things get tough, don't run. There's something God is trying to, to develop in you. We, we, we heard that last week. He's trying to develop perseverance inside of you. To not go for the I quit option. So, so we go, James goes on to say, don't just sit in church and hear the word, but do something with it. We, we hear it as, and I read this for years, don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer. We hear it, for, we hear it as, or I translated it as, go and share what you've heard. Yes, that's true, but we must first apply what we've heard to our own lives. We're great. We're great at using God's word to point out areas of improvement for the lives of others, but we fall miserable when it's time to apply God's word to our failures. Oh, I just want to see you successful. I just want to see you win. No, you don't. You just want to get in their business. Instead of worrying about somebody else, take God's word. Until I can be for someone else, I got to make sure that I've got it right with me. Before I can, before I can go give to someone else, I got to get from God. I can't give you something that I don't have. I can't, I can't, I can't just muster up something if I had some, spent some time in the word. And I know that you're here tonight because you trust that, 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 I'm, that I'm, I'm locking myself away so that I can hear from God so that we can change our city. Listen better so we can do more. Turn to your neighbor and say, we got more to do. We do. We got more to do. We got more to do in the city. We got more to do in our families. I'm talking to me. We got more to do. And nobody's, nobody's accountable for getting it done than you. Who's going to make the changes in your family? Dr. Phil? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Jesus, will you let him in? Let him in your home? Listen, tonight we're not talking about talking about God's word changing others we're talking about God's word changing you God's word changing me true transformation will happen in our lives not when we believe what we hear but when we do something with what we believe transformation is not going to happen just because I believe it's going to it's going to happen when I do something with do something with what I believe I know I'm hitting this home because there's so much information and sometimes I, I go home and I'm like, God, did they get it? At first I got to make sure that I get it. <laughs> but then I'm like, God, did they get it? I want to see change in their home. I want to see change in their lives. I want to see them successful in business. I want to I see, the, the, see the favor of God. I can give, it to, I can give you the, 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 the guidelines and the things that he says in his word. We, we've got a, that's our responsibility. But I, can't, I can't go to your home and... And, and, and 
I can lead you to the water, but I can't make you drink it. And so, so I, I'm, that's why I say I want to hear. Yes, God is doing crazy things in my, in my house and in my life and in my family and my kids. You wouldn't believe. I, I probably won't, but I, I can if you'll tell me. That's what we should be doing, not just to me, but with one another. Let me share with you the things that God's doing. Why? Because I'm listening. I'm listening and I'm getting this thing. Hallelujah. I'm getting this thing. I'm getting this thing. All right, I want to give you three simple truths. And I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to be done tonight. Actually, I'm going to give you one tonight because it homes in on the listening better. These three things that I'm going to give you over these next two weeks, these three things will help us answer the question, how do I listen better and do more? How do I listen better? Are you ready for this one? This one's going to shock you. This one's going to shock you. Are you ready? How do, how do I listen better? Are you ready? Talk less. <laughs> it's real hard, wasn't it? How, how do I listen better? Talk less. James said, quick to listen and slow to speak. But we, we got it backwards. We, we, we slow to listen and quick to tell you what's on our mind. I mean, I mean you, we, all, we already know the statistics, how women got, have more words than men. They speak more words than men than we do. Like, we, we've been to every marriage conference, and it's always the same. It's like it's 40,000 to 20,000 or something like that. And now, just in case we don't come into contact with people because we got so much we want to say, now we got every app in the world. I mean, people are coming up with new apps every day just so I can communicate, just, so, just because I got so much I need to say. Dear Lord, Jesus help us. Talk less. But Christianity, this is what we've got to understand. Christianity is not, uh, not you first serving Jesus. Christianity is first Jesus serving you. Did you get that? Christianity, my walk with Christ, isn't, isn't about me serving him first. It's him serving me first. It's, I got to understand that. It's what God, I, he did. God sent his son for us. He made the first move. And, and, and it's that same pattern all through our life. I've got to get something from God so that I can give something away. If you don't have anything to give away, I need to get with God so that I can give something away. So many people coming in here, we bypass that part, we're trying to give stuff away. We're giving our opinions away, we're giving uh, what we think away and all this stuff. No, no, the only thing that's going to change, but, but, but I'm trying to help them. The only thing that's going to help them is when you get with Jesus so you can give him away. And y'all missed a good time to just do a Jensen Franklin praise break right there. I'm just saying, you got, you got to get to a place where you say, God, I'm going to get with you so that I can give you away. God, I understand that my ways are higher. I mean, your ways are higher and my opinion doesn't count. God, I need your opinion. God, I'm praying for, for Susie, Sally, and Joe, and Timmy, and all them other people. I know it's hard to go through names because half of them in our church. But God, I'm praying for them. God, give me something so that I can help. Just Because how many knows that when you're in the middle of a storm, you get disoriented? What, Susie, Sally, Joe, Timmy, Johnny, all them people, they're in a storm. So they're getting disoriented. What they need from you is to get with God so that you can get something so you can give it away. More than just your opinion. I wasn't trying to get you. I'm just, I'm trying to get you to a place where you go, that's it. I need that. Yes, I mean, just let it right. I've been crying all day listening to different stuff and podcasts and trying to build myself up. I've been a crybaby. You'd be, you'd be so embarrassed. I'm just laying on the couch crying and Cooper's looking at me like, I mean, because I, I want to see change in people's lives. I want to see people hungry. I want to see people so, just so ten, ten, tenacious about, God, I got to get in your presence. So, I mean, one foot in. God, mm-hmm. 
know what I'm saying? God, I need your presence, not just for them, but God, for me first. And then I want to give you away. But we're going to do that through listening better. Listening better. Are we taking moments to get in his presence? That's your question. Are you taking moments to get in his presence? I don't know. It's putting on a DVD of, of, of your favorite worship or, or getting in your car and, and, and turning on praise. Are you, getting it, are you getting in his presence? It's his presence that when his presence is there, that means he's there and he can change some things. You can be in a room, people talking about him, but if his presence ain't there, you're not going to get anything. Jesus loves you, but is his presence with you? He walks with me and talks with me and tells me that I'm his own. When I show up, I want to know that he's showing up with me. I want people to know that when I show up in the room, Jesus is showing up with me. And they already recognize. I don't know what the difference is, but when you just walked in the room, something changed. It's not about me. It's what I carry. It's who I know. Oh, yeah, I'm a name dropper. I know Jesus. And I know that he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I'm his own and he wants you to know that he loves you and he bought you with a price. And whatever you're going through, Timmy, Joe, Sally, whoever, God wants you to know you don't have to stay there. And whatever you need, I've been with the Father and I'm here to help you. Rescue people out of the pit of their despair. And we're, 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 we're communicators. We love, we love to communicate. We love to talk. I, I know in our marriage... Early on, I, it's, a, it's a guy thing, I think, where we, 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 we like to fix things, guys. And she'll come in and she'll, about the bad day and all this stuff, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm an immediate fixer, too. I, like, I can, I, can, I can defragment different parts of what you're going through in those things, and I already have a solution like that. At least I think I'm good. But really what I needed to do was just listen. See, 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 the, the same thing that God is trying to get me to do with him, if I apply it in my marriage and other relationships, things would go a whole lot smoother. So, 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 and, and, and she'll work things out on her own most of the time. If I just sit there and listen, like she'll go through the problem and, and almost like she thinks she's needing to ask me for help, but she'll work out the whole thing if I'll just sit there and listen. It's in those moments that I'm quick to go, yeah, oh, oh, okay, you got that? Okay, all right, see, I'm going to mow grass or detail a car or whatever. And she's going, huh? But, but, but I, I got to spend time with her. I've got to designate time to spend with her just like I need to designate and intentionally uh, lot out time to spend with God. Where's your, where's your place? This is, my, this is my mini living room. Where's your place? And I said it earlier, well, I, I hear from God when I come to church. Yeah, you do, but again, there's a lot of distractions. Well, I hear from God when I'm driving down the road. That's cool. I'm glad you do. We're going to pray for the safety of everybody around you in case the Holy Ghost hits you in the middle of, the, uh, middle of your drive. Hey, you know what I'm saying. And that's cool. And, 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 and we have a great time when we're riding down the road, you know, and going to the movies and those things. But there's something different about when I just say, hey, can we just sit and talk? Sure, we spend time together. And we, we go out to eat and we, we do things. and, and, and that time. But there's something different about when she notices that I've, I'm, I've locked this time in for her. You will get God's attention more when he sees you've locked in some time for him. I was thinking today, I get it. There is so much going on in life. Life is so fast. 
And it's like, if I could just go back to the days when I was just a little kid, and I can't rewind time. I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm cool with where I am. But if we could rewind and go back to that day when it seemed, it seemed like things weren't as rush-rush. But how many knows that we're not gonna, we're not going to do that? But you have control over your life. You have control over where you are. Sure, you have obligations. And I have responsibilities. But I make sure that I'm spending time with God. I, I can't slate out what that looks like for you. I know what it looks like for me. And if I told you, be like, that's all. But I'm spending time with him. Where's your time? Where do you spend time with him? Do you have a, do you have a spot? Do you have a quiet place? I don't know if that means getting up 15 minutes earlier than you already do or staying up 15 minutes later just and telling the kids, hey, I, I got a back porch, coffee, I don't know, take a walk. But a lot of times when we, we feel like we're spending time with God, it's, it's to pray and tell him he already knows. He just wants to know, will you be quiet so I can talk? There is something so powerful about moments when you are in his presence. And it's everything's still. You can control that. We can control that. I know, I know the world, every, the enemy tries to make us believe that everything is so fast paced. You can control that. You can slow it down. I'm, I'm in that right now. God, I got I to gotta slow down. Because if I try to do this without you, and I go through all these things, and I sing praises in your name, I cast out demons in your name, and I do all these things, but when I stand before my father, I need him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I knew you. I don't need him to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Oh, he knows who I am, but he needs to know me in the biblical sense as an in intimate. And I get it. I get it. We, 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 we. <laughs> We love, we love, we love to talk. It's so hard for us. Can I just, can I just be transparent tonight? I was, I was going through some old photo albums the other day and some old report cards fell out that my mom so graciously kept for me. And I was flipping through these things. You know, the teachers write the little comments on them. The one that came up over and over and over. Talks out in class. Talks excessively. So, I get it. It's a problem. But I can, with God's help, I can control that. And I got to this one. And in the first, the first quarter, or the first block of the, the weeks or whatever. I've been out of school so long, I don't remember what it's called. The first marker period is what she says here. She gave me a one, a three, and a five. The one stood for student is progressing on grade level. This was sixth grade. Number three, student's behavior is affecting his achievement. Number five, student is working below potential. And sure, there was a lot of circumstances. I remember sixth grade. I remember what was going on. I was the product of a broken home. I, re I remember all that stuff. So there were some circumstances that was affecting my behavior, but she didn't say my circumstances. She said, my behavior is affecting my achievement. I told you guys last week, God, you don't, you don't graduate to the next thing in God until you pass the test. And sometimes our behavior 
And how we look at things, that's why we said we got to look at it with a joyful state, a state of grace. My behavior towards something can block and limit my achievement. Oh, but, but, but I was progressing on the grade level. Well, that's good, but I need to graduate. I needed to get to the seventh grade. I'm, I'm glad that I was working it within the, within the realm of what I was supposed to be doing, just like us in church. We're working it from where we are right now, but God wants to know, do you want more or do you just want to stay right there? Student is working below potential. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a friend that, that, that it's a friend below my potential level. I don't want to be a leader below my potential level. I don't want to be a pastor below my potential level. I want to be passing. But there's many here tonight. Your circumstances are affecting your behavior, which is affecting your achievements. Things that God's trying to get you to the levels he's trying to get you to. Am I making sense? I'm I'm trying. The point is, we've all got issues we've got to work through. i got characteristics in me that, 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 that <clears throat> sure, I like to talk. Because God, God knew that he was going to put in me the ability to be a communicator and the desire to see people change. So i got to have that. But the enemy will try to take the very thing that is inside of you that God has put in you to, 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 to bring change. The enemy wants to use that very thing to hold you back. It talks too much. Talking out in class. Talks excessively. The enemy wanted to use that to, to quiet me down so that I wouldn't come to Chief in Florida. That I, wouldn't, that I wouldn't have a desire to see change. That I, wouldn't, that I would be ashamed that I wouldn't say anything about where people are and how they're living. And that I don't care. Die and go to hell. I'm working out my salvation. That's what the word says. No. I need to be about touching people like Jesus did. I need to be. They need to, they need to, they need to, feel, they need to feel that. What do we got to do? We got to listen better. We got to listen better. How do we do that? Talk less. Talk less. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.